Welcome to Sunburnt Country Music, interviews with Australian country music artists. My name is Sophie and I have been interviewing Australian country music artists for over a decade and I still love it. I love their stories, I love their insights and I love their music. So I hope you enjoy hearing from them on this podcast. Kayla Mann is an artist from the South Island of New Zealand who was the winner of the coveted 2000 and 2008 New Zealand Overall Gold Guitar Award. She was also one half of country music duo The Hartleys, releasing two albums. This year she has been working on a new solo album and from it comes the new single Love's Got a Witness. So there's a bit to ask her about. Hello, Kayla. Hi, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. And I'm actually going to take you to the start of your musical life because I always like when I'm interviewing someone for the first time, I like finding out what their musical development has been. It's always interesting. So when did you get your start in music? Was it as a child playing an instrument or singing or something similar? Yes, I started very, very young. So my granddad, my late granddad and my late nana, they were country music singers and granddad would sing with his guitar and yodel, sing Slim Dusty and all the old classics. And they used to be in a country band and watching him sing in in his house and having sort of like jams at home um, was very influential for me and my mum also played records all the time country music so I didn't really have anything else I wanted to do it was just them yeah definitely And and I started singing on stage when I was four. All right was it with them that you started singing? Uh, Not with them I went to my local war country music club uh, where my mum had been to the gold guitars many times and she just thought going there would be the best place for me to learn. Right. And, um, yeah, of course, I had my grandparents there supporting me. And, yeah, so it's been quite the journey. Uh, when you were younger, did you think that country music was the only kind of music, given how surrounded you were by it? Oh, yeah, pretty much. Um, my dad also liked country. But as I grew up, my one of my older sisters really loved rock. Right. So uh, it was this time I was singing and she went along and she had her earphones on with rock music on because she wasn't into country music. <laughs> uh, she's not like that now, but um, I must say I've pretty much been in a country box most of my life. Yeah. <laughs> so given that you were exposed to Slim Dusty earlier, um, was do you think that, that his style of song or Joy McCain's style of song has been influential on you generally or as you started to grow up, did you branch out from what your grandparents and your parents were listening to? Yes, I was really lucky. Um, I love traditional country and I do find even when I write songs, I too lean to more traditional country. So it's good to write with sort of pop writers. But in saying that, um, yeah, I my mum got this catalogue years ago and she used to get one CD in a month from the States for me to listen to as a kid. So like Martina McBride, um, Patty Loveless and all those classic 90s stars. And that's how we got our music because we couldn't get it anywhere else in New Zealand, none of the stores. So if it wasn't for mum bringing in one CD a month for me, um, I don't know where I'd be with with my country music. (laughs) It's interesting that you say it's good to write with pop songwriters because pop music writers uh, I'm guessing it's because you know you you like that melodic hook of pop music but is there something that you found when you were writing songs as you were younger that um it just wasn't your natural inclination to write in that direction or it's just something you think well you've got your core competencies and those people have theirs and it's good just to mix things up it's been really good for me over this last year to write with um and writer Ryan Sulstead because 
it's got me out of my comfort zone with writing. I like story and mm. I and I love to really connect, but I I found that my writing was quite traditional yeah. and I wanted some of my songs to be more punchy and more current and more modern and more yeah, I just wanted to play around with it more. So writing with other people has grown my skills, which has been great. Yeah. So when you first wrote songs as a younger person, um, were you mainly writing alone or because you were part of that country music club, was songwriting a part of that as well so you could write with other people? It wasn't really when I was younger. I just picked up a pen and started writing and I wrote my first song when I was 14. And I was in my bedroom and I came out to mum and I sang it and I cried and I sang it and I cried. And it was about my mum passing. And I think it wasn't in a fear as a child that I would lose my mum because no one wants to lose their mum. So I wrote this song and I actually ended up winning the gold guitars with it as a 14-year-old. So that's when my journey started. And I just kept writing by myself until later on when I got to write with others. That's a big theme to tackle for a for a, like a, an early song, and, and especially for that age, it's understandable because, as you said, no kid wants to lose their mum, but it's no wonder you were crying as you were performing it for her. Yeah, I can I could barely get it out, but I just know that my mum was such a key person in my life, and she was she was my everything at fourteen. So. I guess I don't know why I wrote that, but it, it was she left my mum and dad, and she left my dad, and then she ended up dying in the song. And I was like, why did I write a song like that? But it was just really heartfelt. Felt like mum will always in the song, mum will always be there, and please forgive me. It was called, and um, I don't know what where it came from, but I just think it was a, from a fear. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Lots of songs you were listening to around that time. Do you think you know teenagers? have a lot of angst we all do when we're teens do you think it was just that you were listening to a few songs that had some heavier themes or that's your natural interest oh probably I connected to songs a lot as a kid like all the lyric meant a lot to me and that connection and that that real heart-wrenching stuff so Martina McBride for me was probably the big one yeah it just really hit me and I think I just wanted to write a song that people could connect to and that was always been my aim to write is if I'm able to make someone feel an emotion when I sing then I'm doing my job right hmm. now you mentioned this country music club and I'm these they are around the place obviously in New Zealand there are a few in Australia I'm guessing that it's sort of like professional development almost from quite a young age because there's no doubt a structure there and you have performances you have to put on did it feel like that like you were being trained Oh, absolutely. I Every four weeks I'd have a brand new song. My mum would be out with her sewing kit, sewing all my sequences on. Um, it was it was a major thing in my life growing up, making sure I was ready to perform every single month. And it was one of the biggest things that kept me um, kept me going and, and, and gave me that drive to want to sing. Uh, so the, the country music clubs played a huge part of my life and also my daughter and seven nieces all sing and um, I teach them music and we all still go to the Gore Country Music Club to grow their art and their their skills. It's really cool. Yeah. So your daughter and seven nieces. So that's that's pretty much, I think that's the size of the Von Trapp family, eight children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, they got their own group, yes. Yeah, they're called Holton Heart, and I have been teaching 
them for a long time. The oldest is 16 and the youngest is six. And they're going to do their first recording um, in the new year. They've been writing songs and uh, they just love music. And it's very, very special to have such a big family. And they all sing. They do harmony, play bass, guitar, ukulele, everything. So just watch the space for them. <laughs> yeah. It must be hugely rewarding um, to see that happen through like the generational torch being passed, I guess, for music. And for you to know that you've no doubt had an influence on your daughter and on your nieces in this. It's been a huge part of my music. I'm actually a music teacher twice, two days a week, and I've been doing that for about 12 years. So being able to see my family blossom in music is just so rewarding. Um, it builds their confidence. It gives them, I don't know, just so much passion. And I'm just so thankful I can pass on the gifts that I have to make them feel like they're somebody. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's when you were a child performing every month, as you said, um, having to get that new song every month, was was it something you looked forward to, or were you were you were you a little bit scared, or maybe both at the same time? I wasn't scared. I just wanted to sing, and I would sing for <laughs> anyone. I would sing anywhere and everywhere because I just loved it. I right. just want to sing, and always wanted to sing. Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, and were there, we've mentioned Martina McBride and some other artists. Were there any New Zealand artists growing up, apart from the people who were around you in the in the country music club, but any New Zealand artists of any genre whom you liked? Well, it was definitely Suzanne Prentice. She was a huge idol to me. I used to sing every word of her CDs when I was a kid. And my first performance at club was singing one of her songs with a tape recorder and it was very special when I was about 12 years old. I got to sing on a show with her. So that was um, such a on a, such an honour and such a cool thing when you're 12 years old. So definitely Suzanne Prentice. Yeah, that's, that, that's fantastic. Um, when did you form the Hartleys? So the Hartleys was formed when I was about 23. And uh, Taylor's dad was my music teacher for about, on oh, no, nine years so I knew Taylor for a long long time and yeah, we, we formed the Hartleys and it was such a really cool time in my music career to have some fun do some traveling together and just write about what we knew then so my writing now is completely different but that just is because it's we're aging and you know I've got family and a husband whereas then it was more you know a bit of a free spirit <laughs> But it must be pretty cool as well to have a document of that part of your life. Oh, it's really cool. Um, I wouldn't change it for anything. And I just, I'm really excited now to be able to to do me though. Like I've done done the, the duo and I, I feel like um, I've got a story to tell now as an adult, as a mum, as a teacher, as, you know, we all see, um, you know, how tough it can be in people's lives and, mm-hmm. and, and good things in people's lives. So, yeah, my my whole music now I feel like is a really truly me right now. Yeah, and you have spent some time in Nashville this year working on this new music. Uh, when you went over, was it with the intention of creating an album? It wasn't for a start. I was um, I wrote a song and then I wrote another one and another one. I was like, oh, I really love these songs and I need to make. I think I need to make an album or an EP or something. So I went over and I've got quite a few songs that I've done 
And yeah, I'm just going to look at seeing how I release those in the, in the new year. Uh, but I'll definitely hopefully get another single out um, before the end of this year. I'd really like to keep the boat rolling a bit. Yeah, because it is a big commitment because, as you said, you know, you have a child, you've got a household to run, you have work. How long in – well, how far in advance did you have to plan that Nashville trip so that you could carve out that time and do it? I think it was about eight months um, once I I thought, right, I need to do this. So, yeah, quite a bit of planning. Not only do I – not only do I do my music, I'm also a nurse. So oh, wow. <laughs> I have to balance um, working at the hospital, teaching music, doing music and being a mum. So putting all that together to get to, to Nashville was a big task, but um, it was absolutely worth it. But yeah, <laughs> a lot to plan. Yeah, well, being a nurse was not in your bio, Kayla. So, oh. <laughs> so no, I- it's not. um that that is uh, that's a lot of yeah there's a lot of work to juggle and a lot a lot of time to organize off I guess um the good thing about nursing I suppose is it's shift work so hopefully you can arrange it around other things yeah the shift work is pretty handy and it's also another inspiring part of my writing um one of my songs is about end of life and you know waiting for those angels to let you come and say goodbye um, so yeah, nursing's got a big part of my sort of writing as well. Yeah, and I guess also an understanding of what is important to people, and it's and I don't think it's tried to say it because it is really easy to lose sight of what is important unless you are in an environment where you are around people who are at end of life or contemplating end of life, even if it's not near. Um, so for you as a songwriter, has that influenced the sorts of things you're interested in writing about now? Yes, absolutely. Um, one of my songs on the record is um, to do with my nursing and I've also written other songs about it in the past as well. So, yeah, I just, a lot of moments in nursing is very honourable and it's sad but it's just a moment in time sometimes where you just feel like the clock has stopped right. and, and I yeah, it's definitely part of my writing, yeah, is to yeah. get those emotions through. Definitely. Uh, do you also find that music is a bit of a balance for you because that's such a high-pressure job that that given that you've always loved performing, you can then have that time to just, I suppose, yeah, I suppose nursing you have to be really present because obviously people's lives are in your hands and you have to be right there, but performing, writing, even practising your instrument can be a different kind of just being present. Absolutely. I feel like it's just that chance for me to be creative and to let go. And when I do teach music to kids and to adults and pick up my guitar, it doesn't feel like a job. So I feel like I've got the perfect balance between working as a nurse and um, doing the music and, yeah, being a mum, you know, like that's it's. I think I've got a great balance and I'm so thankful for that. Uh, well, you certainly look fairly relaxed. So I imagine that you've, you've worked out how to do it all because it's a lot to manage. But um, when did you write this new single, Love's Got a Witness? So I wrote this one at the start of the year. My One of my good friends had just turned 30 and she hadn't been in love before or even had a boyfriend. And she'd met this fellow online, which was really cool, and she started dating him. And she used to come to see me and goes, oh, you know, should I be feeling like this? And she's going all red in the face and, you know, butterflies in her tummy. And the way she was talking about him, she just lit up. And I just wanted to capture a song with that like 
I could see her falling in love, but she didn't know she was. So in love's got a witness. I am the witness. I am because I've been in love and been married. And that's that's how that song came about. So it was really cool to get that title, Love's Got a Witness, which is me. And um a couple of weeks ago, she actually got engaged to her fiance in Australia. So it was like true love story. Yeah, and a song documenting it, which I hope they play at their wedding. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I hope they do. Well, maybe <laughs> ask you good. to play it at the wedding. Yeah, well, I think um, I think I'll be at the wedding, but maybe I might have to write another one for her as well. Yeah. So you mentioned when you got to Nashville you started writing and, and then more songs appeared. Did you write more than you needed for an album? So actually you've got a few tucked away. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's really fun. So when I put on shows, it's great to bring out those other songs that didn't get released, but it's good to sing them as well because they might be something I might want to do later by, Mm. you know, getting to hear what people say about the songs. So it's actually great to have more than what you need because you can play around with those songs so much. It's cool. And now that you're working as a solo artist, you're used to being in a duo, did you have to recalibrate your, your stage performance and, and, and the amount of energy you expend, I guess, because when there's two of you, you can share that that energetic load. Yeah, I, I don't think it's too bad really because I'm quite energetic on the stage when I want to be. I don't feel shy about that. So I'm pretty lucky in that that way. But one thing is, is I do like to share the stage, just being there on my own. It's not that fun for me. So if I've got two other players with me or one player, I prefer that than just sitting there by myself because then you can feed off each other and have some fun and, you know, I love harmonies. Yeah. So I imagine as you look ahead to releasing more music and an album in some point in the future, you would think about touring, no doubt about New Zealand. So then you've got, that's another thing you're going to have to plan a fair way in advance. Absolutely. I'm thinking about that now, even though Mm. I'm just dipping my feet in the water right now. I'm like, oh, no. I need to start looking at some venues a bit and down here in New Zealand and just have to, yeah, get onto it fairly quickly. Yeah. And if someone were to visit Gore and wanted to see some country music or see you play, where does where does a person go for music, for live music? For live music, well, Gore doesn't seem to have a lot going on when it comes to live music. So probably in Vicargo or Dunedin has got more live music in Queenstown. Uh, but there is the odd show in Gore and they do put on some great things and I'm going to be doing a show there in a few weeks, which I hope will go well and I'm looking forward to singing to my fans and family and that, so it'll be really cool. Uh, has your daughter ever seen you perform as a solo artist? Yeah, absolutely. That's all she's ever known because right. she's only 10 and my duo years were over before she was born. So she's um, been on the journey and she pops along to my radio interviews and she's just a little pro. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, how cool for her, really. I know there's a point at which kids probably think that their parent, nothing their parents do is cool, but she's still at the point, it sounds like, where she thinks it's cool. Yeah, and that she likes me and that I am cool, but I don't know. <laughs> I wonder when that'll change. <laughs> yeah. Maybe never, especially if she's interested herself. She might think, oh, I need to keep asking mum questions. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's pretty cool to take her and all my nieces on the journey with me, actually. They're going to open for me in a few weeks. Um, so a lot of it's a real family thing for me as well, not just my my experience and my opportunities. It's for everyone in my family. So it's really cool. 
And did your grandparents have the opportunity to see you perform? Absolutely. They were always there um, supporting me. And, yeah, I, I miss them a lot. They were they're a huge part of my, my music and, and why I did that. And my grandfather, when he was passing, actually, um, when he, he actually sung How Great Thou Art to all of us in the room before he passed, and that was just one of the most amazing moments at that time and that's what one of my songs has come from is you know his he's there singing that for us it's in and he's just telling us music's a gift it brings you together and that's what it does for our family Mm -hmm. that's extraordinary um that that he could do that um because he must have understood how how powerful it would be for all of you present to have that memory of him oh he's an incredible man and for him to do that when he was feeling the way he did was just so heroic like he's my hero and I'll never forget the moment in my life yeah so you've you've talked a bit about what music's meant for you within your family um I imagine there have been other moments in your life when music has had a huge impact whether it's just like to change a direction for something or giving you an opportunity absolutely I have written about all sorts of things um like my husband, unfortunately, being a subject matter a few times. Lucky so, him, <laughs> not unfortunate. Yeah, so, so um, well, one of the songs I wrote was about him. He actually doesn't like country music, which is hilarious because he's with a country singer and his daughter sings and all his nieces sing country, so he can't get away from it. So, um, yeah, it's it's funny. So that's one of the subject matters as well, and. I've also um, written about my childhood and and in this record, I'm just trying to think the other songs I've done. Um, oh, I'm writing just about my children. Like my next single was probably going to be about my son and just how much um, courage and how fearless he is. And, yeah, so oh, I'm very lucky with the family and the friends I've got. They really do inspire my writing. And is your son showing any signs of being musical? Yeah, he's funny. He He's more into ACDC with his oh. guitar and his, his pretend drum kit, but he's funny. He actually sings all the time when he's just walking around. So, yeah, he is, he is musical, but I'm not pushing it. Like, he'll do it if he wants to. So he takes after your sister with her rock music, obviously. Yeah, I think so. But she's changed quite a bit because her three daughters sing country, so she's she can't help it now. I love the idea of this country music infiltration of your entire family. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's very funny. I think there's a documentary in that. Someone needs to get onto that. But <laughs> I know. It's, you know, we're all country. It's so funny. Yeah, your grandparents really set something in train, clearly. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, so um, what uh, what sort of music are you listening to now? Obviously country music, but which artists are you enjoying these days? I love Ashley McBride. She's probably one of my favourite females. And Alexandra Kay. I've just sort of cottoned on to her lately. I love her voice. So they're probably the two main female artists um, that I listen to at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're really cool. Well, Kayla, people can listen to you as a female artist. Your song Love's Got a Witness is out now and it sounds like there is more coming soon and next year as well. And if people are in the South Island or on the South Island, I should say, they can look up your show in a few weeks' time. It was great to talk to you. Thanks for your time. Thank you so much. It's been awesome. 
Thanks for listening to the Sunburnt Country Music Podcast. For more Australian country music interviews and reviews and other things, go to sunburntcountrymusic.com or to Sunburnt Country Music on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok.